Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord, especially in the book of 1 Thessalonians. Today we're in chapter 5. I want you to look at verses 1, 2, and 3. Once again, these guys are contagious. I'm telling you, the Thessalonians had contagious faith, contagious love, and contagious hope. And the more real we are, the more contagious we will become. So question, why do unbelievers live as though Jesus will never return to earth? You know, Pastor Paul is showing his heart again as he addresses his believing brethren and calmly explains what is to happen after the rapture. Next on God's purposeful agenda is what Paul calls the day of the Lord. The unbelieving world's erroneous view of history impacts its hopeless view of the future. The atheistic world denies the existence of God and therefore looks at history as either a straight line that is going absolutely nowhere or a circle repetitiously going round and round with no purpose or plan. Its evolutionary mindset sees man as the center of the universe but is not pleased with how man has evolved. Instead of reaching some kind of like utopia, man seems to be advancing in cruelty and in violence and self-centeredness and really base animalistic behavior. Instead of evolving into something better, man seems to be devolving back to basic instincts, almost like acting like a brute beast like Peter and Jude mentioned. You know, without God, history is empty and the future is hopeless. For an unbeliever, the world, past, present, and future is quite sad. Please don't embrace such hopelessness. God has a plan. God does everything with a purpose. There are times and seasons, and no one is going to stop God's eternal plan and purpose in any way. Job, Job prayed, I know, God, that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. And by the way, God's eternal plan, which consumes both eternity past and eternity future, centers around Jesus Christ. The Old Testament foretells the coming of Jesus, and the New Testament clearly explains his birth, life, death, resurrection, and coming again. That's where we are with our passage today. God used his prophets to prophesy that a Messiah would come to save mankind, and he did. God used the apostles and the gospel writers to prophesy that Jesus is coming to earth again, and he will. First of all, to express his infinite love by rescuing his redeemed from a world turned against him, and secondly, to unleash his wrath against all wickedness once and for all. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Paul's reminder about the coming day of the Lord would sound something like this today. Hey, remember, my friends, you know perfectly what is going to happen after our Lord takes us believers out of this world. First of all, we will be in the presence of our Lord. So comforting. But for those who have rejected the Lord and chose to ignore warning after warning, the dreadful day of the Lord will sneak up them almost like a thief in the night. Even though those left on earth will have to contend with the thousands and millions who have somehow disappeared off the earth, they will blindly deceive themselves into thinking that they have finally achieved utopic peace and safety in their world. They're confident in their disbelief, ignoring all the written and verbal warnings from God's people before they disappeared. Warnings much like what, is, what an expecting mother knows when her labor pains begin. They will actually believe that they can reject God, ignore his word, and suffer absolutely no consequences for their decisions. The thoughts of eternal hell and the outpouring of God's wrath against all wickedness is all a myth to them. Then all of a sudden, shockingly, inescapable destruction will come. There will be no place to hide. There will be no defense. When God begins to unleash his wrath, they will realize once and for all 
that God is God and unbelief and sin will be punished forever. No one can ever accuse God of not warning everyone of the inescapable sudden destruction that is to come. That's John to write about the opening of the seven seals that precede the inevitable destruction in Revelation chapter 6. The first seal, the Antichrist rises to power promising peace. The second seal, terrible wars break out. The third seal, natural disasters will take the lives of innumerable unbelievers. The fourth seal, the death toll rises. One-fourth of the world's population will die. The fifth seal, the greatest revival in history occurs, and numerous individuals will be killed for their faith in God. The sixth seal, and I beheld. When he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand, knowing that unbelievers will be shocked and caught in disbelief when God gathers all true believers to be with Christ and unleashes his divine wrath on an unbelieving world, we need to do all we can today to warn our unbelieving friends of our Lord's soon return. It's something we look forward to and something that we dread for our friends who do not know the Lord. Well, this is going to happen and it may happen soon, okay? But our time is up for today. I hope you take these thoughts to heart and mind. But remember, today is a day the Lord made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.